What's up, everybody? Welcome to Flippin' Bats. We got a great episode for you today. Shohei Otani is officially a Dodger, and I was at the press conference where it was absolute madness out there. We also have a new thing coming in spring training, which I'm really, really happy about, actually. It's called Spring Breakout. We will talk all about that. A lot going on this offseason still. Tyler Glass now, the Royals making moves. We got fan questions, a continuation of the top 50 player countdown for 2024. This one's going to be a lot of fun. Let's get to it. Five ball onto the track. At the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field. Game, what a moment. What is up, my friends? We are back. Alex is back in studio. Hey. If you've been listening or watching the last <laughs> few episodes, you know that a lot has happened in baseball, and you also know that Alex was in Cancun. So, Alex, I was. the question I have for you is, okay. I guess, a, it's a two- to three-part question. Let's go. One, how was the trip? Two, can you believe that all hell broke loose in the baseball world <laughs> while you were in Cancun and my world was flipped upside down uh, here and everybody was rushing to studio and Alex was in Cancun? How yeah, was it? I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen. The moment we got the news that like, okay, this could be the week that Shohei Otani finally makes his decision. I was like, it's going to happen when I'm gone. I just know. That always happens when you're on vacation. The one vacation I took all year has been Shohei Wait, Otani. So where were you? How, how did you okay. find out about this? So I was at... The Hard Rock in Cancun, it, my husband was playing a music festival down there. So it's like an all-inclusive four-day festival. And they have like a little artist beach that's like just for all the musicians. And I was out in the water and I kind of saw everybody kind of like looking at their phones. Like look, There was like a whisper that kind of like took over the area. <laughs> and I was like, okay, something's going on. I don't know what it is, but something is. So I like ran up to our cabana, looked at my phone. I was like, there it is. Shohei Otani is officially a Dodger. And then I became that other little telephone person. I was like, hey, did you guys hear? Hey, did you guys hear? And I went to like every single band to tell them the big news and the contract and everything. And it was, it was wild. It was such a fun, crazy experience. I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for LA fans. I'm so happy for the baseball world that now everyone's going to get to see and really, truly experience the greatness of Shohei Otani in a big market. So it was, it was all great, especially like growing up born and raised Dodger fan like my whole family was freaking out like this yeah. is just my two teams he opted for my two teams which I love you didn't say that you were happy for me now he's right down the street uh, could have been in Toronto that would have been a lot harder no I didn't believe that for a second um I was I was also I, I had a boat day I was on a boat I wasn't in Cancun I was in Marina del Rey but no. I had to I, yeah Did you have to bring the boat back in I drove the boat to the lot wait you Right on here. I was like, no. No, I got it. I was, it was a big boat day, Christmas, Marina Del Rey, yeah, yeah, yeah. boat, Christmas parade. Nope. Yep. Couldn't Bye. do it. Got off. Yeah. Came straight here. Uh, Wait, I pulled it down for the team, by the way. Thanks. Thank yeah. you. Obviously, happy to do it. It was a big thing that happened. And it was just, it was chaos of a day. And luckily, my chaos involved being a few miles away and not in Cancun. But like, that wouldn't have been fun. how cool that, like, now we get to watch him in our backyard. Sweet. Hey, crushing it. So, yeah, so much amazing things happening this past week, the last two weeks, yep. really. But we got another fun thing that Major League Baseball announced that they're going to start doing come this spring. And it's having their first ever spring breakout, March 14th through the 17th, where all 30 teams will be playing a seven-inning exhibition game. But why is this so special? Who's yeah, playing so I really like this because what 
the spring breakout is, is, as you just mentioned, March 14th to 17th, but every team in baseball is taking their top 20 to 25 prospects, and they're all going to play an exhibition game against each other. So you get to see these top prospects. You, one of the games will be the Orioles and Pirates, so we'll get Jackson Holiday against Paul Skeens. And I think this is big for the game of baseball because one thing I feel like I've been saying for years since I've since Flipping Bats has been a show is the one thing with baseball prospects and the one thing with the MLB draft that holds it back a little bit from other sports is take football, take basketball. You take those guys in the first round, they're playing for your favorite team yep. next year. In baseball, whoever your favorite team drafts in the first round, it's kind of like, great, see you in a few years. Uh, so you're not, <laughs> you're not as invested in yeah. it. So having a game like this where you can get the top prospects on TV, in front of your face, seeing these guys, if you're a Pirates fan, you turn on the TV and say, oh, my God, who's this starting pitcher throwing 100 miles an hour with nasty off-speed stuff? Well, that's Paul Skeens, and he's going to be on your team very soon. I love this for baseball. I love putting the big prospects, people that fans should get excited about, yeah. on the field playing against each other, and I think this is a big, big win for Major League Baseball. Spring breakout, March 14th through 17th. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, no, that's great. Like we said, a lot of big things happening this week, yeah. including Shohei Otani's official introduction to L.A. as a Dodger at his presser. That was big, Alex. But that is just the beginning of this week in Shohei Otani news. The press conference makes it official. Shohei Otani is now a Dodger. Officially, the jersey went on for the first time, officially, and I was there. Alex, I trudged through all the L.A. traffic. It was a nightmare getting out there, but I did it. I got there. I was there at the press conference, which was media only, but I yeah. don't know if you saw the photo of the media line to get in, the only line to get in, yeah. really. It was, it was so long just to get in. There was tons of media there. But it all led up to Shohei coming out on the stage. You can see the video now if you're watching mm -hmm. uh, and not just listening. This was the moment he put on the jersey for the first time. Got to say, guy looks good in a, in a Dodgers uniform. It, I was wondering, it, you know, some jerseys, it just looks weird. For example, Justin going from the Tigers to the Astros. I was at his first start with the Astros. It's like, man, that just looks weird. When you see somebody in one jersey their whole career and then in a new one, Sometimes it just takes a little while to get used to. Shohei put on that Dodgers uniform, and it just looks like it makes sense. So to be there, Alex, and to be in the midst of, I don't know, there were probably like a 1,000 media members. Probably 75% of them were Japanese media. Yep. Um, you're not often at a media event where there's like audible reactions. When Shohei walked out, people cheered. Yeah. Media members cheered for him. Um, his agent, Nez Valello, his translator, Ipe, were all there as well. And the entire Dodgers front office was there. It was, it was really cool. And uh, I learned a lot, including Shohei's dog's name. I think that was like everybody's favorite part of the press conference was the question of like, okay, there are rumors. Is his name Dodger? Is his name Walker? What's his dog's name? Decoy. Decoy. I was going to his ask. His smile. If you saw his smile yeah. during that question, that was the biggest smile he had on his face the entire yeah. presser. I was going to ask. I it was going to the guy behind him. Stand up and ask. Yeah, but I didn't ask anything. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I should have. But I was going to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was truly just madness. And Shohei himself said, "Yeah, I heard it was only media, so I'm surprised there's been this many people." 
And Joe Davis up on stage actually was like, well, that's how popular you are, Shohei. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is just well media. Done. And he's like, oh, okay. You know what I don't like? Okay. I don't like, so this is the first time Shohei's spoken to the media in, in a long time, since, yeah. since the uh, surgery and all that yeah. stuff. So it's been a while. People just, like, one of the first questions I was know. just yeah. immediately, why haven't you said it was TJ that you got? Why haven't you said it was Tommy John? Why, why aren't you, you saying that? that? And then the very next question was like, so you're not really confirming. Can you confirm that it was, just people put on the full court press. They did. And here's what I, look, I, people have jobs to do. I understand. Yeah. But it's like when when you have a player like that on a day like this, yeah. this is why I feel like the media can get a bad rap. Like, just stop asking gotcha questions. If a guy to the media is not saying, yeah, I got I got my second Tommy John surgery, then like why does anybody like you don't need to ask? Like yeah. don't put him on the spot at this press conference. I don't know. It was a lot of fun though. The whole thing was a good experience. Shohei uh, answered a bunch of questions at the he end. Did. Um, talked a lot about the deferred payments and and how we signed with the Dodgers and and everything. It was it was a lot of fun I mean, to be at. It was seventy cool. million people tuned in yeah. to watch this presser. If that right there doesn't really put into perspective what this move means, not only for Shohei but for the Dodgers in the game of baseball, he is now at a place that is um, such a pedestal. Right there is such a rich history with the Dodgers. And when Shohei was talking about ultimately why he decided to choose the Dodgers. There was a common theme that we heard both from the Dodgers front office and Shohei Otani, and that was that they both shared that vision of a winning culture. Yeah. He said when they were talking to the Dodgers and they said, yeah, we've been one of the best regular season teams over the last decade, but we consider that a failure because we only have one World Series. Yeah. Bingo. That's what LA has a winning culture. And then they had an ace in their back pocket. This came out a little later after the presser. During the pitch to Shohei Otani, the Dodgers had a video of Kobe Bryant years ago convincing, trying to convince Shohei to come to L.A. and why it is so special to win a championship in L.A. I wonder if we will ever get to see that video. Please, Dodgers. That would be so cool. Please. Give um, the world this video. We deserve to see Kobe Bryant talking to Shohei Otani personally. Please. So it, it would honestly be, it would be really cool to see. And this wasn't, uh, you know, this was before he even came to Major League Baseball. Yeah. So this was him originally trying to court Shohei to obviously ended up signing with the Angels. So this, this is, uh, this is an old video that they never had showed him and, and mm -hmm. pulled it out at this time. So uh, really, it really is cool of, of the Dodgers and, and how they did this. Ago. And yeah, six years old. Uh, obviously, Shohei talked a lot about Kobe's work ethic and how hard he worked and essentially the Mamba mentality. Yeah. Really cool. So, um, yeah, that, you know, I, I think the Dodgers did all of this very well. I think it was the perfect storm, as I mentioned, and we've been talking about it for a while, but I think the Dodgers did a really good job of pulling it all together and making it happen. It is a lot of money, but it's already paying dividends, Alex. Worth I don't know if you saw but the fanatics, effect. fanatics uh, the first 48 hours of these, this jersey release, Shohei Otani broke the all-time record for sales within 48 hours, passing Lionel Messi. Uh, Ronaldo was in there. Bryce Harper was in there. Justin uh, but was Justin in there. Fields yeah. in there. So here it is right here. Shohei Otani officially taking that top spot. Shohei, Lionel Messi, two. Cristiano Ronaldo, three. Justin Fields, four. Bryce Harper, Five.
That's uh, that's pretty cool. It it's already. I, the fun fact about this is yeah. I was I was half of those. Half of those jersey sales are mine. <laughs> No one's surprised. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Gonna no need one's help. surprised. Gonna the thing help. is, is though, like when you see something like this and you hear something like this, and then you you think back to his contract, right? Seven hundred million dollars deferring six hundred and eighty, which we'll get into in a second. But they're gonna make back. The Dodgers are going to make that money so quickly with a guy like Shohei Otani. Just looking at the jersey sales right now, in forty eight hours, he broke every jersey sale record. Now they're going to get an entire country. You had 70 million people tuning into the press conference. Yeah. You're going to get Japanese advertisers. You are getting an entire country invested oh, yeah. into your franchise now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's well worth it. There's not a number you could have put on this no. contract that I would have said is too much. If they paid him a billion dollars, they're going to make a billion dollars. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. And obviously now they're going to but over the next 10 years, while they're paying him $2 million, they are going to make so much money, so much money. on him. I can't, even, I can't even comprehend it. And the money that they are saving with what he was doing with his contract mm -hmm. and the deferred payments. And did a whole episode on it last week. So if you haven't, if you want all the details, obviously $700 million contract, but $680 million of that, 97% of it is deferred till after this 10 years is up. So he is going to get $2 million a year for the next 10 years. Now for the CBT, it's still going to cost them about $46 million. So if you do the math, that's about $25 million they're saving on the CBT with what Shohei is doing. Guess what they're doing with that $25 million? Guess who costs about $25 million? Tyler mm -hmm. Glass now. They go out and make a massive move for him. If you're watching, here it is. The big trade. Dodgers receive Tyler Glass now and Manuel Margot. The Rays get Ryan Pepio and Johnny DeLuca. Big move here is Tyler Glass now. He's the big piece of all of this. And it was contingent on him signing an extension, which is already done. Extension's done. Five years. Tyler Glass now will be with the Dodgers. He's a big part of their rotation for a time to come. $136.5 for Glass now. Look, this is huge. And I, I can't reiterate this enough. Tyler Glass now. When this move is made, a lot of people say, well, there's big health issues with him. He hasn't yet thrown over 120 innings in a year. Well, I hear you, but a lot of that is a little bit of smoke and mirrors. His first year, up and down. His second year, um, he was out of the bullpen. His third year, the COVID year. Fourth year, uh, 120 innings. Last year, uh, the injuries. Okay. So yeah, I hear you. He hasn't yet put together a 200 inning year, but there really hasn't been a ton of opportunity. So a little bit overblown there, but yes, injury concern. Sure. Big difference with the Rays and the Dodgers. The Rays, though a perennial playoff team lately, I feel like need 162 and they need a rotation to get through. The Dodgers are going to be in the playoffs. And the facts are Lance Lynn started a playoff game for the Dodgers last year. Lance Lynn. If you can have Tyler Glass now pitch half the season and then be ready for you in October, that's all you need. This is a win. Having Tyler Glass now, Walker Bueller, eventually Shohei Otani in your rotation, and you are set. This is a move for October. Tyler Glass now has October stuff. What does that mean? Well, he throws 100. He's got nasty off-speed stuff. That is the stuff that wins in October. I love this move for the Dodgers. Shohei Otani made this happen both with his deferred payment and what he said to Tyler Glass now, which was basically recruiting him and said, 
I will hit homers for you since I'm not pitching right now. I promise I'll hit you some homers. So Shohei Otani has almost become this like player GM type combo guy that's just recruiting everyone. Yamamoto, he's recruiting. Uh -huh. It's truly remarkable what's happening there with the Dodgers. Good pick up here, Tyler Glass. Now Manuel Margot doesn't do a ton for me. I like the guy, but this was all about Glass now. I mean, it's incredible. Shohei Otani allowed the Dodgers to have their cake and eat it too. And this is just the Whoa. beginning. Did you make that up? I like that. Thank you. <laughs> he did. Anywho, yeah, as you mentioned, he's not only deferring the money, but he is going out as a recruiter. Do you know yeah. how big that is? We've seen that in a bunch of other sports. Say, LeBron recruiting people to his different teams. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady recruiting people to his different teams. We are now seeing our superstar in Major League Baseball make his decision and recruit people to his team. It's, yeah. it's truly beautiful. So, obviously, the Dodgers, huge splash, biggest splash so far uh, this offseason, but... Who else? What other team has impressed you and won this offseason? Yeah, well, obviously, the Dodgers. Yes. And that's that's a lot that they have done. So, it was, again, it was really it was really cool being at the, the press conference, Alex. I know you were texting me throughout. Sorry, I didn't text you back. I, I mean, I'm used on, to that. It's I like when your brother's tweeting. pitching, I'm texting you, and I get crickets. True. So, it was cool to be there. 70 million people saw it, as you said. Uh, fun fact, 2 million Saw it in the moment. 68 million watched it later. Get it? 70 it. million. It's like his contract, deferred, deferred. payments. Got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Dodgers did great. You know who's also done well? Who? The Kansas City Royals. We need to give some credit <laughs> to the Kansas City Royals. Why? I'll tell you why. They have signed more free agents than anybody so far this offseason. Okay. That includes Garrett Hampson, Will Smith, Seth Lugo, Hunter Renfro, and Michael Waka. So they are revamping their rotation. They add a good bullpen piece. They add a good outfield piece. They have spent $105 million wow. this offseason. So here's a tweet here. Kansas City Royals aren't messing around this offseason. Royals have committed $105 million in free agent dollars to all the names I just mentioned. KC lost 106 games last season, so they're hoping these investments add more wins in 2024. So, rotation is here in the wall. Very underrated rotation now. After the addition of Michael Waka and Seth Lugo, let me talk for one second about this guy right here, Alex. Yep. Cole Reagans. This guy might have a 2024 AL Cy Young season. Whoa. That's how good he is. Now the Royals need to win him some games, and uh -huh. I know people say, well, wins don't really matter. If the Royals lose 100 games and Cole Reagans goes 8-12 and 12 with a 2.8, he still probably ain't winning. Now if he goes 12-8 and 8 with a 2-point-something, the guy's going to win the Cy Young Award. So we'll see. But remember that name, Cole Reagans. Absolute stud. Go look at his numbers from the second half of last season when he was with the Royals in the rotation. Really, really good. Now add Michael Wackus, uh, Seth Lugo to that rotation. Brady Singer can now be your four-ish guy. I really like what the Royals have done in the rotation. Now, offensively, where's the offense going to come from? Hunter Renfro, good addition. Bobby Witt Jr. might have himself his official... He's already had a breakout season, he but he could be an MVP-type candidate in the AL next year. Vinny Pasquantino... ODU legend, by the way, go Monarchs, healthy, <laughs> back in that lineup, going to be really good. So the thing about the Royals, they're in the AL Central. Can they win it? It's winnable. The Twins will be good. Yeah. My Tigers will be better. Eventually. But 
The Royals have every bit of an opportunity to win this division. I know they lost over 100 games last year. Okay. I don't care. Let me talk very importantly. This is important. Everyone listen up. This is what I want to say about why I'm so excited about what the Royals have done. The Royals make these moves. They spend over $100 million. And a lot of what people will say is, well, they're, they're still the Royals. They lost over 100 games last year. They're not going to win the Central. They stink. I don't care. The ability for a team, this is what every fan of baseball should want, is a team that hasn't been good to have an ownership that says, I want to be better. We need to be better. And we're going to spend the money to do it. We're not going to not spend any money. We're not going to put a minuscule payroll out there. We're not going to put a horseshit product out there and have fans come in and buy our concessions and buy tickets and buy jerseys and just make boatloads of money. And that's how we'll make this a financial gain of an organization. The goal of owning a baseball team should be to win. It should be to be better. It should be to provide entertainment to everybody showing up to games. And the Royals last year didn't provide entertainment. And there's a handful of teams out there that aren't providing entertainment. I'm looking at you, Oakland. I was going to say. I'm looking at you, Pittsburgh Talking Pirates. directly to Oakland. I'm looking at these teams that consistently put a product out there that saves them a bunch of money, makes them money, and they do nothing. So a team last year to lose 106 games and to go out and spend over $100 million and put a team out there that is capable of winning ball games makes me so happy. And it makes me so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? So excited, excited about the and, and I, I want to root for them because I, it makes me passionate in what it does. Because it gives people hope. You're not going to go and watch the Royals get boat raced by a team 10 to 2, and you're going to spend... 50 bucks at the concession stand and 50 bucks on tickets. And if you have a whole family going, it's going to be a multi-hundred dollar experience out at the ballpark with your family that maybe you can only do once a year. Only to watch your favorite team lose by 20 to the Cincinnati Reds. Okay? Now you're putting out a good product that people can at least be excited about. And you have good players. And you have Bobby Witt Jr. who's going to be a superstar. You have Cole Reagans who's going to be really good. You add good pieces to that rotation that give you a chance night in and night out. So Kansas City Royals, thank you. Good job. I love what you have done. I love good your passion. Them. I can see your passion. You said it gave you passion. We can feel it. More passion. More passion, more energy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on because in Vegas this weekend, Major League Baseball had their all MLB team award yeah. ceremony. And uh, I'm just personal. We were talking about this on Sunday. I woke up. The fits were on fire. Everybody looked great. This was just, it looked like a really fun evening. It did. It was the fifth annual all MLB team. They did it this year in Vegas. So this is, this is also really cool. And another, I think, win for baseball. Putting these guys these players mm -hmm. in a big spotlight. They did it at Las Vegas. They had a whole stage. They had a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, for the first time, it felt like a really, really big deal. So naturally, in true Alex and I fashion, we wake up and I'm, you know, nitpicking the award, like who got what. And Alex is like, he looked great. What you a see great that outfit. Did you see, their did you see that guy's girlfriend? No, it, he's it was just perfect. So here's <laughs> the all here's the all MLB team. First team, I'll go around and talk about it. Adley Rutschman's the catcher. Freddie Freeman, first baseman. Marcus Simeon is at second base. There were a couple options I could have gone with here. Yeah. No problems, obviously, with Marcus Simeon. But Luis Arise, what he did this year offensively, really cool. Oh, Ozzy yeah. Albies as well, I think, could have been in there. Corey Seeger, the the pick at shortstop. Austin Riley at third base. 
The outfield is Corbin Carroll, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Mookie Betts. Two of those three, perfect. Yeah. Ronald and Mookie, you know I love Corbin Carroll. Could have gone in a couple of directions there. Yeah. I I would go Corbin. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't have hesitated to see maybe a Cody Bellinger in that spot who yeah. had a really good year. Uh, DH, Shohei Otani, great. That's the obvious choice. Mm -hmm. um, shout out Jordan, though. Uh, really good year as well. Starting rotation. They went with five pitchers. Yeah. Uh, because that's how you make up a baseball team is with mm -hmm. a rotation of five. Garrett Cole, Blake Snell obviously have the two Cy Young winners. Zach Gallen, Spencer Strider, and Shohei Otani did make the all-MLB first team as a starting pitcher. The relievers are Josh Hader and Felix Bautista. I love Shohei. Yeah. Everybody knows that. I don't know if I would have had him in the all-MLB first team for a starting pitcher. Here's why. He didn't play the last 25 games of the year at all, yeah. offensively. He didn't play longer than that as a pitcher due to his second operation that he got on his elbow. Yep. He had a really good year, but I would have liked to maybe see a Sonny Gray in this spot. Mm -hmm. I think he deserved Fair. it. Under a three ERA on the year, phenomenal, phenomenal. I, I don't want to say bounce back year for Sonny Gray, but he was an ace of a staff kind of guy this year. Uh, I felt with what he did for that Twins team and the numbers he put up, he deserved first team a first-team look. So did Logan Webb. I think he also deserved a look. I, I also, I, I look, I don't disagree with Shohei being here. I just, I do think um, with him not pitching the entire year, yeah. I probably would have given an edge to a guy that did have the innings like a Logan Webb or the dominant numbers all year long like a Sonny Gray. So... Uh, but really cool to see all these guys there and, and the way they did this. Yeah. I mean, it's just Shohei Otani's year. He got all of the hardware, right? He MVP, did get the, the, the Hank, Hank Aaron, Aaron Award. So congrats to Ronald Acuna Jr. and Shohei Otani for being the AL and NL Hank Aaron Award winners. So, yep. I mean, he literally, everything he could this season, he got it. And his new home and the biggest contract in North American sports history. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it was cool to see. Um, I know... Shohei, I feel like the MVP award was wrapped up, but the Hank Aaron award was a little bit more in question with him and, and maybe like a Corey Seager. And I know the Hank Aaron award is something that uh, Shohei wanted to win because he's never won it. And uh, congratulations to him. And as you mentioned, Ronald Acuna Jr. for winning the award. So uh, really cool there as yeah. well. So Fun. good on, good on yeah. baseball for putting that together in Vegas. The They're way they getting did. it. Yeah. Everything needs to be an event. Everything can be on social media. Once you create more buzz about it, then you're going to get more excitement around the players, the game. Just get to know them outside of the game as well yep. in moments like this. Yep, absolutely. All right, now we're going to continue our top 50 players of 2024. We are now to 40 through 36. So let's get started with number 40, your AL Rookie of the Year, Gunnar Henderson. Yeah, we are through the first 10 of this list. And now to the top 40, Gunnar Henderson, last week's friend of the pod, mm -hmm. the unanimous AL Rookie of the Year. Really excited, uh, one, to have him on again. That was twice this year we had him. And for the year he had, 255, 28 homers, 82 RBIs, and an 814 OPS. Uh, it was cool. I, I talked to Gunner about, hey, you just won the AL Rookie of the Year unanimously. And when I had you on earlier in the year, I said, hey, who's the 2023 AL Rookie of the Year? And without hesitation, he goes, Gunner Henderson. And I said, okay, well, what's your next goal? What, like, what's yeah. next? You're 2024, going to be a big year. What's your goal? 
He said, I like to shoot big. I, I, I want to win an MVP award. And it was just cool to hear that from such a young, exciting player in the game yeah. to hear that confidence. I think he's going to have a big year. I have him at number 40 for next year's top 50 players. All right, on to number 39. We just saw him on the all MLB first team pitchers. Zach Gallen. Yes, another friend of the pod, Zach Gallen. Just saw him uh, in person at the World Series. Watched him throw a couple games there. Really, really good year for him. 17-9, a 3-4-7 ERA, 220 strikeouts. Zach Gallen, maybe this year, will be his first year where people know the name because he pitched in the World Series and was yeah. on that big stage. But he has continuously been one of the most underrated pitchers in the game of baseball. Hopefully that changes now. By the way, D-backs rotation, they, they have the best rotation in the NOS right now. They got Eduardo Rodriguez, Zach Gallen. Um, Merrill Kelly was good. Brandon Fott will be good. But Zach Gallen is the ace of this team. And I think we'll be in 2024. He'll have a big year. All right. Moving on to number 38, your boy, two-time World Series champ, Alex Bregman. I'm excited to see the year that Alex Bregman has in 2024. We've seen him have an MVP type of year. And then we've seen him have good third baseman kind yeah. of years, which I would say was last year, 262, 25 homers, 98 RBIs. That's a really good year. I think Alex Bregman is and can be better than that. I really do. And I think he's going to have a big 2024. Uh, and I think he's going to force the hand of the Astros. We've heard a lot of talk with Bregman. And uh, specifically, the front office has said things like, we want Kyle Tucker to be a Houston Astro for life. We want Jose Altuve to be an Astro for life. With Bregman, there's question marks, trade talks, what's going to happen. I think he has a big year. I think he gets back to those MVP-type numbers. Do I think Alex Bregman wins the AL MVP next year? I do not. But I think he can hit around 280-ish with okay. 30 to 40 homers and over 100 RBIs and have a really good year. All right, moving on to 37. He was one of the biggest free agent signings Last offseason, Xander Bogarts. Yeah, he's going to have a better year this year. He is. I, I think Xander so. Bogarts was injured for the majority of the year. Yeah. I think whatever was going on in San Diego was just didn't work nope. for anybody. He hit 285 with 19 homers and 58 RBIs. Look for that to be over 300 next year. Yep. Uh, a little more power. He's not a big power guy, but he is a big average guy. So this was a down year for him. Don't expect more of that. I think he's going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think we heard a lot about the injury concerns that Xander Bogarts was dealing with. I think it was just these nagging injuries that were creating problems for him, and it, he really didn't look like himself. So whether that be a uh, change of scenery and putting a lot of pressure, whether that be the injuries, whether that be – this is another talking point I find interesting. Okay. Hitters seem to struggle in San Diego. Juan Soto being one of them. Goes from the Nationals as is probably one of the worst years of his career. But last year, Juan Soto at home in San Diego hit like 240. Mm -hmm. On the road, he hit 307. Xander Bogarts, not great at home. So whatever the reason was, putting pressure on himself, um, injuries, didn't like hitting at San Diego, well, he's got to figure that one out because he's there for a long time. Yep. I think he has a better year. All right, and wrapping it up at 36, your NL Cy Young winner, Blake Snell. Back-to-back -back Padres, though I don't think Blake Snell is going to be a yep. Padre next year. Blake Snell comes in at 36 on this list of top 50 players for next year. Remember that. Obviously, 
Blake Snell was a better player than number 36 in all of baseball in 2023 because he went 14 and 9 with a 2.25 ERA and 234 strikeouts. Do I think Blake Snell puts up those numbers again next year? No. But do I think Blake Snell will sign somewhere and be an ace of a staff? I really do. He's that good. I think he figured it out. I know he still walked a lot of guys, but uh, really figured it out when Gary Sanchez got there with the Padres. We talked to him down on the field in San Diego, said, hey, what'd you figure out? I'm just relaxing more. I'm playing video games. I'm going golfing. I'm not putting so much pressure on myself. I'm just relaxing. And that led to arguably the best year of his career. I know he won another Cy Young, but these numbers were phenomenal. So Alex, continuing, continuing on the top 50 players, of 2024 at 40, Gunnar Henderson, 39, Zach Gallen, 38, Alex Bregman, 37, Xander Bogarts, and at number 36, Blake Snell. The list rolls on. Woo! It's crazy that there's only, you're only going to pick 50. That's the toughest part. It, you know what the toughest part was? 55 through 51. Yeah, like which the ones are like are just on yeah. the outside. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up today's episode with some fan questions. Kay. And, uh... I like our first one here. Okay. Ready for it? Hit me. With Shohei out of the American League and not pitching next year, who would you pick as your MVP frontrunners in both leagues? Oh, I like this. Yeah. Okay. Let's start in the American League. In the American League, I am going to go with a newcomer to the league. Oh. Juan Soto. Yep. I think Juan Soto in Yankee Stadium, short porch and right, I think he really does have a phenomenal year. I think, uh, I, I just don't think he loved hitting in San Diego for whatever reason. I, I think he's going to thrive in that lineup. I think he's going to put up massive numbers. Juan Soto will be my American League choice. Okay. My National League choice. I'm going to give you, I, I'm going to go with a guy, uh, maybe a little deeper odds than, than the top like two or three guys. Okay. I'm going to go with Trey Turner. Ooh. I think what Trey did for uh, once he figured it out last year, got more comfortable in Philadelphia, started playing better. He did it all. The power came back. The speed is always there. That's one thing about being fast. Speed doesn't slump. He's always going to be fast. Well, not always. Maybe when he's 80, he won't be fast. But right now, he's still really fast. He'll steal you, the, steal you those bases. He's gonna. I, I think he can hit a, around 300 this coming year. I think the power will be back. Trey Turner will be my National League pick. So I'll go Turner and Juan Soto. Remember, again, yeah. Shohei Otani not pitching next year. I yeah. think he puts up massive numbers, but DHs get really, uh, DHs get hurt in the, va- in the voting. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm with you on the Yankee side of things. Okay. I think we're going to have a battle of the teammates. I think Aaron Judge and Juan Soto, if they both stay healthy, are going to go just feeding off of each other, back yeah. and forth, and kind of battle for that AL MVP spot. And then I think adding Shohei Otani to the Dodgers, you have two guys on the team already who were in the MVP conversation. They were the finalists. I think we might get something from a Freddie Mookie situation with Shohei lifting them up and just having that powerhouse in LA and New York. It's going to be like on teams, teammates competing for the top spot. Yeah, it's it's fun. Which is going to be really fun. Yeah. All right. On to our next fan question. Okay. If you're the Blue Jays, what do you do with Alec Manoa? Do you hope he regains his 2022 form, or is he a perfect change of scenery guy? He was involved in Soto Talks. So if I'm the Blue Jays, I I don't feel good about Alec Manoa. Not 
not that he couldn't regain form, but the way he handled everything oh, yeah. last year. When he went down and then didn't show up at the end of the year, and it almost felt like, from the outside, I don't know this, but it almost felt like he was throwing these, like, tantrums of, like, what's happening? I don't want to pitch here. I'm better than this. Instead of just realizing he didn't have it, and it was a bad year, and he mentally and physically wasn't where he needed to be. His pitching, his mechanics looked all off. His stuff didn't look as good. That's the physical side of things. The mental side of things was pretty evident, right? He went down to rookie ball and gave up double-digit run. Like, ment mentally, he just wasn't there. And then add on to that mentally that he just wasn't showing up to, to outings, which is what was reported. If I'm the Blue Jays, I get rid of him. I trade him. Uh, yeah. I, I, I get what I can for him. Could he regain form? I do believe he can. But I, I, it wouldn't be for my organization unless I sit down, talk to him, have this long talk. Of, but I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. No. I would, I would try you, and trade him. Once you don't show up, that disrespect and that, that willingness to do whatever it takes is gone. Yeah. Right? You, you showed that. You're not willing to do whatever it takes to get back and be a team player. It was very much a personal ego hit that he couldn't handle continuously going down and coming back up. Yeah. I think they need to move on. They definitely need but to move on. But let's not forget, Alex, this was a Cy Young guy. I yeah. mean, 2022, he took the world by storm. He pitched in the All-Star game. He had John Smoltz in his ear calling pitches for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a superstar. He's a Cy Young kind of guy. Last year, hopefully just a one-off. Hopefully yeah. he figures it out. Hopefully he ends up getting back to that form because he's a lot of fun to watch pitch. But what do the Blue Jays do with him? I, I don't know. And I would, I would try and trade him, and I think that would be what's best for both, both sides. parties at yeah, this point. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Fan question number three. Are the Reds contenders in 2024? And if not, what do they need to do to make them contenders in the future? Um, contenders in 2024. As of this moment, yeah. my gut says... No, not yet. They need okay. they need pitching. I love the young core. It almost feels the most like most exciting young core. It almost feels like the same team as they 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 need to add something. Yeah. Like add a pitcher, add Cody Bellinger Oof. to to the outfield. But what you have right now is a surplus of of infielders. Yeah. Everywhere you look, you need you got Spencer Steer, you have Matt McClain, you have Ellie De La Cruz. You have Noel V. Marte. You have Jamer Candelario. You have all these guys. You have Jonathan India. Then the question becomes, well, what can you do with all those guys? You can trade Jonathan India for pitching. That's what needs to happen. The Reds need to get better on the mound. I really, really like the offense. It's going to be one of the younger, more exciting offenses in baseball. And I think we see a big step forward from Ellie De La Cruz. I think they can be a playoff team. As it's currently constructed, they need more pitching. They need to make a trade. They need to sign, sign a big free agent. The Reds are ready. Mm -hmm. The city of Cincinnati is ready for the Reds to be good. We saw, we saw the crowd come out for the team last year. Yep. Baseball in Cincinnati is fun right now. Add a piece. Add two pieces. Get into the playoffs. Again, both central divisions are winnable. Uh-huh. The Reds can easily win that division. Go at a superstar pitcher. Go at a good pitcher. 
go add the big bat that's still out there in Cody Bellinger and put him in the outfield, and this team is a playoff team. I want to see the Reds in the playoffs, and I want to see it in 2024. They're saying take notes from the Royals and go spend some money. Spend money. Spend money. Yes, absolutely. All right, one more question. Okay. When checking out all the different ballparks, what do you go for first at the concessions? Okay. Okay. I'm going to answer this, and I'm going to answer it right. Okay. One. Yep. Depends on the time of day. Am I eating dinner? Am I eating lunch? Have I already eaten? I don't know. I'll tell you my staples. I, I could also tell you your staples. We've had a lot of time at ballparks. Uh, ice cream helmet. Classic. Hot dog. Always hot dog. Always a hot dog. Always a lot of popcorn. Um, you know what I you know what I ate for the first time last year? Brisket. No, 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 no. Oh. Well, yeah, the brisket, the, yeah. the Heim hammer and, the, yeah. and Dallas. You know what I ate for the first time? Huh. I ate a veggie dog at Dodger Stadium. Huh. Not bad. It honestly might have been better than the regular. Seriously. So like, LA of you? <laughs> I went to Dodger Stadium and had a veggie dog. Not that bad. Not my thing. Welcome but to I, LA. I, I feel like you're like converting somehow. Yeah, I'm gonna go get like a uh-huh. matcha latte or something at Dodger oh, Stadium next them. year. They're oh so god, good. they're so um, delicious. So I'm gonna go, yeah, uh, hot dogs, yep, uh, ice cream, mm-hmm. popcorn. Those are those are always in my wheelhouse. Some sort of like barbecue sandwich. What about yeah. you? Yeah. Well, first I gotta like. I know take your answer. <laughs> Garlic fries. <laughs> if they have them, and it has to be. A, I'm not working. If I'm there for fun, yes, but the garlic is too intense if you're working. So when we're working at ballparks, I usually do a lap, see what they got, see what the food stitch is. And then a lot of places, it's usually just a hot dog, no bun, just like dipping it into the ketchup and the mustard. And that's just what a, I do. Just I a do. straight <laughs> wiener. No bun. No bun needed. Wiener only. Got it. Wait, look, that's me. I'm in the I'm in the profile picture here. Oh, Classic. it's our guy. The Seth. Seth Brady yeah. sent you the jersey. We met him at Astros. He was yeah. so nice. Great question. Hi, Seth. Seth. Appreciate Good it. Good to see you. Led to a great conversation. Go get your, we, go get your hot dog. We're done. We're done here. Uh, we will be back soon. It's almost. Uh, it, it is the holiday season. We have a yeah. big uh, Christmas holiday episode coming out. Uh, soon. Uh-huh. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming, and we're going to do like a Christmas wish list for teams. Uh, we got the studios really nicely decorated with lights and stuff, so we're going to do it up. It'll be really nice looking, but that does it for today. This has been fun. Welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. Did yeah. you miss me? Yeah, I did miss you. Only the biggest signing of all time, and now it's just floating away in Margaritaville. <laughs> one down there. vacation of the year. <laughs> all right, Ever. that does it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening and watching. Whatever you do, really appreciate it. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple or Spotify. You can also watch everything on Spotify now as well, but I uh, really appreciate you following and subscribing there. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch everything we do and all other social medias as well, at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. But I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Until next time, my friends, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats.